It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, Zach, I, I actually just finished crushing some chicken farm, and I'm, I'm freaking ready to rock and roll. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm Zach Blackerby, and it's a Charlie Tuesday. That's Charlie Five joining us. How are you, friend? Doing good, man. Getting, uh, trying to calm myself down, checking out some, you know, hulking teenager uh, heights and weights and, uh, you know, just trying to gather myself. Yeah, yeah. I hate it. This happens every off season where it's like, you got nothing, you got nothing, you got nothing. Let's drop all the news at once. Because, like, you couldn't, have Jane, you couldn't have updated the roster last week or, like, you couldn't have, um, I don't know, released some of the, the salaries and, and contract info last week. But that's fine. Whatever. Uh, the Brian Harson era is officially here. That was the, the name of yesterday's show. And... Boy, was it. Uh, his contract details have been released by the school. Six-year deal, $31.5 million total, which is averaging about $5.25 million per year. So he's starting out at $5 million a year, and then he's going up $100,000 every season. And then his incentives are he gets $250,000 for winning an SEC title, $200,000 for making a New Year's Six Bowl, and $300,000 for making the college football playoff. And he could get eight hundred thousand if Auburn wins a national championship, which honestly is too low. Give him ten million dollars if we win a natty. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely, yes, yes. So that puts us right in the middle of the pack as far as how much we pay our coach uh, in the SEC, and uh, puts us about you know top twelve, top thirteen as far as where we are in the nation. So you know basically where Auburn's been for the past several years. <laughs> yeah, you're right. And so then when uh, when you look at the buyout situation, which Auburn fans are kind of scarred by that, but uh, my understanding of the buyout is about 70% of whatever is left on his deal is what he's going to be owed. Is right. That, is, that, is that how you read everything that's come out? It's basically – it's almost exactly like Gus's buyout from what I understand. Yeah. And then the, the the one thing that's really upsetting people is that there's no offset if he were to get another job. So like if we were to get rid of, fire him or whatever, and he goes and gets another job, it doesn't reduce the buyout for whatever he were to make. So are you sure? Um, that's what it said. There's no, there's hold on. No, let's see. Uh, Nathan King did a write up. This is what Nathan wrote on Auburn Undercover. If Harson leaves Auburn prior to the conclusion of his agreement, he would owe the program $7 million during the first year of the contract, $5 million during the second, $3 million during the third, $2 million during the fourth, and $1 million during the fifth. That's if he leaves. Right. So if, if, we, if, we, have to, if we get into, a heaven forbid, another situation where we have to fire him after a few years, it would be the same as Gus's, where we, yeah, gotcha. there's no, no displacement of income. So, um, and so know. just, just, you know, I think this is interesting at Boise last year, he made $1.85 million. So there you go. Nice little payday. Nice little pay raise. Good for him. We also got uh we also got all the assistant coaches salaries, offensive coordinator, Mike Bobo, three years, $3.9 million. Defensive coordinator, Derek Mason, nice. 
two two years, uh, three million dollars. Offensive line coach Will Friend, two years, one point four million. D line coach Nick Eason, two years, one point four million. Linebackers coach Jeff Schmetting, two years, one million. Strength and conditioning coach Jeff Pittman, two years, eight hundred k. Outside linebackers and special teams coordinator Burt Watts, two years, eight hundred k. Tight ends coach Brad Bedell, two years, seven hundred thousand. And uh, running backs coach Cadillac Williams, one year, three hundred fifty thousand. He uh, he actually got a raise from last year of twenty five grand. Corner Zach Etheridge, uh, two years, six hundred thirty k. And then wide receivers coach Cornelius Williams, two years, six hundred thousand. Any of those stand out to you? Um, I really liked. Uh, you know, I'm glad to see us. You know, I, I, the the Bobo and the um, Mason. Uh, those are both pretty pretty decent contracts. Kind of put us in line with the league. I was actually surprised to see how many. Just in general, it's amazing how many people get so tied up in, in these things. Like like they're the ones actually footing the bill. So, uh, I um <laughs> yeah, it's it's it, the contract guy gets so rustled, and it's a, and it's hilarious. I'm like, come on, guys, you want to be if you want to be the best, you got to pay them. You got to pay the money. And uh, I think we got some pretty you know, pretty nice stuff, pretty nice salaries out there. It, you know, all that does is helps, you know, down the road, you know, makes it more attractive. Um, I was kind of, sh- I was kind of, you know, that Jeff Pittman, he kind of makes more money than, you know, he's going to make more money than several of our um, position coaches. I guess that's pretty. I think that shows how much Harson values strength and conditioning. That's, that's what I take away yeah. from that. And we're going to talk yeah. about the weight changes. And it's like, oh, yeah. Ah, that's probably worth it. Yes, yes. Pay the man. Uh, he, he's even though he's making that much, you know, we still paid Ryan Russell, you know, about a hundred thousand more, I think, last year than than Pittman. So, yeah. you know, even though he's high up on the list, I mean, we it's not you know out of the realm of, you know, it's just not wildly crazy that we're paying a strength coach that much. Did you watch so. any of the videos of the players going live on Friday night where they were doing like maxing out on squats and stuff and the spotlight shining down on the squat racks? Did you see all that? Oh yeah, I think I I was breathing heavily and watching all of I watched every single one of them. I think it was uh it was intense. That was really cool how they did the the lighting and the spotlight on the the max the one the one rack. So it's like the spotlights on you, you got to show up. I mean, it was I loved it. That was that was that was it. Got me jacked. I mean, that was just full. Like there was so much testosterone going on right oh, there, yeah. and I it was almost, like, "Yes!" It almost, it almost made me want to go lift weights. But I did. I almost did, but I didn't. But I almost did. Right, it was close. Which that says a lot. That says a lot yeah. that you were even considering it. All right, we'll yeah, talk about absolutely. weight changes next, right here on Locked On Auburn. Today's show brought to you by our friends at rockauto.com. With ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's impossible to stock all the cars, uh, all the car parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. So why go to one of these chain storefronts and just do what the, the guy or gal working at the counter is going to do? They're going to order the part from their warehouse. You can just do that. Take out your phone, go to rockauto.com. You can order there. You can go home and pull out your laptop or go to your desktop, rockauto.com. Uh, and rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts uh, to customers online for over 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. And there's no middleman. It's going to be cheaper. I promise. It will be cheaper than what you would spend 
uh, at any of these chain storefronts. So go to brockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car, truck, or SUV. Right, Locked on Auburn in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. That's at rockauto.com. Today's show also brought to you by our good friends at homefieldapparel.com. If you guys have not gotten their Auburn line that came out in September, you are being an Auburn fan the incorrect way. You're listening to this show, which is step one, uh, but step two is going to homefieldapparel.com and buying some of their swag. It is, uh, it's awesome. It's slick. It's cool, vintage, historic logos and designs for the Auburn Tigers. They've got football and basketball stuff. A lot of Obby, a lot of uh, cool Auburn A and, and all that. Check it out. Homefieldapparel.com. Go to their Auburn section and use the promo code Auburn for 20% off your order. Auburn, A-U-B-U-R-N. A lot of you guys are ordering it, and you guys are sending me pictures of it, and like, dude, it's on the way, but I forgot to use the promo code. That's dumb. Don't do that. One, we want them to know that we're sending you there so they'll stay on with us. And, and two, we want you to get the great deal. That's that's really what it comes down to. So, homefieldapparel.com. Use promo code Auburn for uh, 20% off your order. Homefieldapparel.com. All right, Charlie Five. There were a lot of jumps on the scale regarding weight oh. changes and, and all of that, and I'm pumped. You're really pumped about I'm it. I'm super pumped. All right, who are some of the guys that, that you're really excited about? Because a lot of the guys on the defensive side of the football gained a lot of weight. Oh, yeah. So I was, I've was i always been a little bit concerned about this switch to a 3-4. Me because too. to have that true nose uh, – that is just a monster wide body that just eats up space. I wasn't really sure that we had, you know, that guy on the team, but then you look at some of these jumps and you got, you know, Lee Hunter's a true freshman who's just coming in like a, coming in as an absolute unit. That's like six four. 317 320 something like that like that 321 is what they have him listed at now yes that is and that's a true freshman and he came Um, in at 300 right right (laughs) so he got he got busy and then uh you're you got another guy that's probably going to play the uh the same kind of position as jay hardy Mm -hmm. who jumped all the way up to 317 and he's six three long and big and he didn't get a whole lot he didn't get a whole lot of experience at all last year due to injury but uh, and then you got Tyrone Truesdale, who's you know you're. I think he's six. What does it say? Six two, three thirty, three twenty five, something like that. So that's three true no- nose guys that that could really make things uh, irritating for opposing offenses. So that those that was my number one. It's kind of three guys, but those were that was my pretty much my number one worry, I guess. Uh, uh, going into the going into this new defensive change is how are we going to handle that guy right in the middle that's going to get in the face and just just cause a ruckus and it looks like we got three guys that have a lot of potential and good size there yeah and I think some of the you may see different roles out of those guys Truesdale right. on first and second down that if you can get on third and long you kind of wonder like Lee Hunter I have a feeling is going to be able to move better. Jay Hardy will definitely be able to move better than Truesdale, I think. I think, sure. as far as pass rushing situations go. But then you've got a guy like Zakevius Walker, 
who he's listed as a defensive tackle. I bet you see him lined up in front of the offensive tackle a ton as a defensive sure. end. And, and then maybe you may stunt him inside or flex him inside, you know, pre-snap if you're sending the outside linebacker, that stud position outside of him. So it kind of, it's a 3-4, but in theory it's a 4-3, similar to what Auburn has been doing, um, you know, with that buck position, that buck front. So I think that is interesting. Or just move Walker inside to head up the center on pass rushing situations at 289. He can move a little bit better. That's something that I'm really excited about. Absolutely. He he was one of the, I think, if not the biggest, the second biggest weight gainer. Uh, yeah, Caleb Johnson the whole, was the biggest. The yeah, Caleb yeah, and, Johnson and you gained 28. See, two, he went from could, 248 to 276. That is ridiculous. Yeah, that's that's a lot of uh, that's that's a lot of weight, but you could really you could really see it on Walker last year too that he had a lot of talent, but his body just wasn't there yet. And him being six four two eighty nine, probably like you said, playing that defensive three four defensive end, which is really kind of like a four three defensive tackle, and uh, just he's so long he's so i'm i i, I doubt any of that 289 is is very bad weight so it's uh that's that's good to see I'm, i agree with you um other defensive players Derek hall is interesting i was kind of wondering what they wanted to do with him um but they bulked right. him up to 238 to uh to 251 and i love that i absolutely love that because now i think it allows you to do different things with him I think he can play defensive end if you need him to, and he can be that edge guy that stands up on the end. Right, I, I agree. I agree. I, 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 I've I've always expected him to be, you know, one of those super fast uh, speed rushers, and uh, two fifty is getting up there for that. Um, but he's he's versatile. He's very athletic, so it could be like you said, super versatile guy that can do do a lot of things. Uh, off the edge. Yeah, and then uh, Colby Wooden, who's probably the best player on, on this defensive front. On the defense. Yeah. yeah, I mean, maybe the whole defense. I don't know. He's very, very good. Uh, he, he jumped 10 pounds from 268 to 278, and I can't wait to see him as a, uh, you know, lined up as a five technique on the offensive tackle. He's going to be so good. So right. good in this defense. You know, they focus uh, – another one of my guys that jumped out, uh, they focus on weight here, but I swear this guy grew several inches as well, and he got a good bit of playing time last year, and it's Cam Riley. Now, he gained 10 pounds. He's about 220 now, but he is 6'5 at linebacker. He got some good time last year. Uh, he was He's a super fast, super fast athletic kid. So, think 6'5", 220 – at outside linebacker, that could pose some issues. Yeah, Ferguson on, on Ferg Friday, Justin was talking about him as kind of a guy to watch during spring practice, and yes. I, I think you nailed it, and you nailed it as well. I mean, you would take 6'5", 220 at almost any position on the football team. You know what I mean? Oh, like yeah. You would take that pretty much across the board, maybe outside of, you know, in the <laughs> trenches. Right, right. Give me, give me every one of those I can find. Absolutely. Yeah. The, the question is, how well can Cam Riley move in space? Is he just going to be a right. pass rusher? Like, 
And, and you know, he did a little bit more than, than just that last year. So can he move well? Can he be one of these four linebackers if they really go with a 3-4 base? And I don't think they're going to, but if they go with a 3-4 base... Can he be one of the four linebackers, specifically one of the two outside linebackers? And when you look at a situation where you've got Owen Papo and Zacoby McLean and Chandler Wooten, there's going to be a lot of competition for that uh, for that other spot. And speaking, right. speaking of linebackers, I haven't looked at TD Moultrie. I'm trying to find him. Where's where did TD Moultrie? He's still at? he's still listed as edge, and but it doesn't have any update on his weight at all, like plus or minus anything. So it looks like, from what I've seen, there's no. I don't even know if they really updated it at all. I don't like that. That kind of concerns me. That concerns me too. <laughs> he was super so, hyped up for like that two week period. You remember that? Oh yeah, I mean, like I was ready we- to crown him <laughs> Butkus Award winner, but um, I'm right there with you, man. I'm right there with but- you. All right, let's talk about some of the offensive guys, and it may spur uh, a conversation uh, in just a moment. Sure. Right here on Locked On Auburn. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Look, we've all got our brackets filled out, probably, and if you don't, uh, be sure to join the Locked On community listenership in a bracket challenge. I think the winner gets some stuff. You may pop on uh, our, our premiere show uh, locked on today with Peter Bukowski, but uh, yeah, that's in the episode description, but bet online. It's the fastest and easiest way. And you want to get in on the action even more. So uh, if you feel good about that 12, five upset, do it. Let's go BetOnline.ag. Uh, they will make it easy for you to place your wager and uh, they're going to have you cover for all the news, scores, and odds. You can even live bet. If you kind of feel a comeback coming, you can bet on it at betonline.ag. Head to the website. Use promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, uh, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. We've been telling you about Built Bar, the best-tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, amazing-tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all the bars. Now it's time to find out which Built Bar is the best because we're in the middle of Built Bar madness and a lot of exciting matchups happening. I encourage you to go to BuiltBar.com or you check out their social media, Built underscore Bar on Twitter. And remember to use the promo code LOCKED15. That is a different promo code, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, LOCKED15, to get 15% off your next order. That is at BuiltBar.com, and check back to see who wins all these matchups and uh, who is who becomes the best-tasting protein bar. That is at BuiltBar.com. So the top weight gainer for the offensive players, J.J. Evans, which is a wide receiver that we have talked about virtually zero. Um, yep. he, he gained 14 pounds. He jumped from 210 to 224. I don't know right. if I love that, if I'm being 100% honest with you, but... They clearly, you know, the coaching staff did it on purpose with a guy like J.J. Evans, but what, 6'2", 224? If he doesn't lose and any speed, obviously you take that, but that's almost impossible to do. He was a speed guy. Yeah, that was his, that was his thing. Is he, was a, uh, he was like a um, kind of like a Darius Slayton type wide receiver, you know, straight line, a lot of speed, good size. So that's interesting, and it, it – it makes you kind of wonder, like you said, what are the, what are the, what are their plans with a guy like that? What are your plans with um, 
a super fast wide or a faster wide receiver that you want to bulk up to 224 is that going to put make him a big inside guy uh what what is that going to be so yeah but that's that's um that is that's a pretty that's a lot of weight for a wide receiver Avery Jernigan went up to 312 you want your interior offensive lineman about 300 so I I absolutely love that and then Brendan Coffey jumped to 292 with his yes. lean frame and his ability to move pretty well when he's healthy, I love this. All of it. And then, uh, I, I, the speaking of um, coffee, you throw in Killian Zaire. Uh, he didn't. He's six right now. It says he's six seven, two ninety nine. So you have you could have if he's if he's fully healthy and can play, you could have bookends at six seven. 300 basically on both sides have that you, is have you heard me kind of gush over the juco tackles i think they're going to start have you heard me do the, that those have been your bays this whole time and they so, were my they yeah. were they were my bays um last off season too but they just they didn't play and they had injuries <laughs> and, and and things like that but i i really think they've got a shot man i really really do i'm with, i'm right there with you i, I love seeing uh, I just love seeing that length. Love seeing, you know, they 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 gained the weight they needed to gain, especially coffee. Um, Zaire has just had some little knick knack injuries and things like that. You just gotta hope. I'm not sure how much he's gonna be available this spring, but uh, you just gotta. Those are gonna be the guys who really need to pull through and be good at football. I got two skill position guys that that I'm pumped about the updates here. John Shivers yes. gained 10 pounds, went from 179 to 189. And all of a sudden, him being 190 pounds, it's like, oh, okay, that's kind of like a normal running back weight. Yeah, he's he's gaining weight. That's good. I hope he can still, you know, he's still got to still have that speed. So we'll, just, we'll have to see. Yeah, and then the other one, Malcolm Johnson Jr., he reclassified. Didn't really expect him to get a whole lot of playing time, but it was good that he got on campus early. Um he jumped from 185 to 195, and this is a guy that has elite speed, known for how fast he is, drawing some Schwartz comparisons. I don't think he's quite in that territory as far as speed goes, but he's known as a fast guy. And right. um, if he kept that speed and is at 195, whoo, he is now a dark horse as far as cracking the, the starting rotation for me in the wide receiver race. That I, I think that's a big deal. Yeah, six one, one ninety five with elite track speed. That is give me every is, bit of that. Give me give me five of those at wide receiver. That's 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 beastly right there. Yeah. Um obviously uh one of the guys that I've been watching on offense, uh up from the bowl game, and he didn't really gain a whole lot of weight, but I guess I just never really realized how actually big he is. Elijah Cannon is an absolute unit. Uh, 6'4", 214, and we saw what he can do with the ball in his hands. The ball uh, vertical, you know, strong and fast. I mean, that is that is scary. 6'4", 214, that is, that is that's a unit. With Capers being out right now, he's going to miss some of spring uh, camp. I think he's got to be licking his chops. I think that's huge for Elijah Canyon. Absolutely, got to be. He's got to be absolutely licking his chops, ready to go. Um. All right, you got any more weight changes you want to talk about? 
uh, I pretty much scoured this thing. Um, there were some good, you know, like you said, there were some good in, interior linemen, you know, uh, weight changes. Uh, overall, you, you know, you remember NCAA football a couple of years ago. This was like my favorite favorite thing about it. Okay. You could turn your recruiting budget way up. You, you had like percentages. It was like recruiting, compliance, and then uh, training. And I would always put compliance on zero and then put uh, training maxed out and recruiting maxed out. You may go on probation every three years, but this is like this is kind of like that. In the offseason, it would show you the plus minuses on weight and height, and it's just so much fun to, sit, to watch these kids grow and develop. And uh, it's like my favorite part of the favorite part of the year. What do you think about J.J. Pegues going from 300 pounds to 308 pounds? <laughs> oh, man. 6'3", uh, 308. Um, he moves okay. He moves bu- above average. For his I, weight, I'll, he moves way above average. Sure, sure. But at, is, is the guy going to be a legit tight end? Uh, when you have more prototypical guys, you know, there's three, there's two guys that are about the same, uh, Luke Deal and uh, Jake Fromm are both, or not Jake, oh, the other Fromm kid, his brother. Tyler. He, 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 Tyler, they're both, they're both 6'5", 250-ish, and then you got the freak from Texas who's like 6'100 and uh, 290 pounds. I'm, he's like 6'7", 270 and can fly. Uh, I just don't see how this guy helps you on offense outside of like maybe he helps you on the offensive line but what kind of tr- I mean could he be a true fullback he's not going to be any threat down the field passing uh, he's he's decent you know in line blocking he's decent blocking in space but like you got other guys that can do that too I just I think JJ Pegues if you want to play in the NFL open letter to JJ Pegues if you want to play in the NFL you need to move to guard center or defensive tackle and you are so freakishly athletic you could be you could be a stud there and that's my opinion well okay that's gonna hurt feelings that's gonna hurt some feelings um what do you think is the fascination with the auburn fan base and jj pegues because like i mean it happened before he ever saw the field and yeah. like, it was a big talking point all of last summer. And I just I think I just never really got it. I went along with it, but I was still like, eh. And he played more last year than I thought he was going to, to be fair. Yeah. But we, we man, really, I just I just don't we, get it. Gus really tried to make him a thing last year and um <laughs> it was annoying at times. But I think you know, it's kind of like when a lineman catches a touchdown pass, like they do the whole offensive tackle eligible throwback line, big guy scores that the Patriots do two or three times a year. So I think it's fun just to see a big guy get a ball and go do something with it. And I think people got excited about it, but I knew there was a, a particular play. It may have been, it may have been Georgia where we tried to run like a, a wheel route with him or something like that. And he got just completely lost in his body and just it was it was kind of embarrassing like there was no chance uh down the field that he was going to make a play and we, we lined just, a 300 pound player up at quarterback like think oh, about how ridiculous that is um yeah i mean we're 
we were trying to we were trying to make it a thing. Then he tried to go up and over a pile or something like that, and it just didn't seem to work. And I mean, if you're gonna do it, do it. You know what I mean? Like I'm I'm fine with that. The theory behind the the wildcat to me always has. We never did it right. It's like the wildcat. You want to have somebody that's just super dynamic back there, so you have your your you know quote unquote outnumbering them with blockers. I don't see what good it do, ever did you to have a 300-pound dude getting the ball. He can't pick up a whole lot of speed between when he, he receives the snap to whenever he hits the line of scrimmage. I mean, it just uh, it's just one of those things. Like we just, I, it's like he made some prom, Gus made some promises and uh, you know had to keep them or something like that. I don't know. I really don't know. I don't know why. He had some fun film from high school, so maybe everybody got fired up about it and. Uh, but I'm just if if that guy's taking snaps from Brandon Frazier, I'm going to be upset. <laughs> I, I'm, <laughs> I'm not right, going to be a happy guy. I'm right there with you, man. I'm right there with you, uh, Charlie Five. Where can people find you, buddy? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the underscore Charlie underscore Five on AuburnSports.com, the Bunker, or Auburn Two Four Seven Sports, uh, the Body Get Aboard. Another Charlie Tuesday in the books. We'll be back tomorrow for another edition of Locked on Auburn, keeping you updated on all the things happening in Auburn spring practices. Hopefully we have as much stuff to talk about tomorrow as we did today. We could have we could do a full week of content for those weight changes. And we may circle back to it over the summer. I don't know. I don't know. But we will be back tomorrow right here on Locked on Auburn. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.